Hi guys! Welcome back to Our Worth More Than a Number, a weekly podcast where I share experiences and advice for people going through recovery, recovered, or just want some encouragement. This week is a little different again because I am joined by another extremely amazing and inspirational woman who has been very essential and helpful during my recovery recently. Her name is Macy Alini. Macy is many things, one of them being an Ed Recovery gal, and she has an amazing YouTube channel and Instagram. And she's hilarious. She also happens to be friends with Daphne Fisher, who I had the pleasure of having on my podcast a few weeks ago. I will make sure to leave that podcast with Daphne down below, as well as all of Macy's links, because I really think you should check her out, because she's amazing. good how has your week been what's new in your life well um since it's monday pretty uh pretty (laughs) just emails and desk work so far but my weekend was awesome i spoke saturday at my first panel um talking about um, one of my good friends launched an app over the weekend and it was kind of the launch for the app and she just had a whole well she had one panel that was all about the entertainment industry and then one that was about influencing and YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. So I spoke on that and got to meet quite a few viewers and people. So it was, I mean, it was a really, really good, it was a good weekend. That's so cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was very inspiring and like rewarding. I have just like not even been able to stop thinking about it and talking about it since. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Macy, I was hoping you could share a little bit about your story and how you're like whole disorder began is that okay totally um so it would probably take a really long time for me to really just talk about (laughs) it but um, yeah basically I'm 26 I the first time that I remember anything happening I always pinpoint to when I was probably about five years old I had something called acid reflux and I didn't know what it was obviously like I just was having trouble like I would eat and I couldn't like swallow my food and I wasn't sure like why and I wasn't telling anyone and then that was kind of like the first glimpse I I mean I was five so I I wasn't doing it on purpose but it was just something I it was my first time I realized that you control what you can put into your body and what you swallow and things like that. And it was already something I was having a physical problem with. And Mm -hmm. I got that figured out and got on medicine for that. And that kind of stopped, but I always kind of stuck with me in the back of my head that that was something you could control. Um, And yeah, from there, I pretty much just struggled on and off with restricting from probably that age, honestly, until I was like 16 or 17, I went into treatment for a little bit in mm-hmm. high school, um, kind of did the whole treatment thing where I just completely wasn't ready to be there. I didn't want to be there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you yeah. really, you know, you're put into that when I was 17, 16 or 17. And so it was like by force, um, not my own choice. So I kind of looked at it as like a place that I just wanted to get out of. I had no idea like the privilege it was to be there, how grateful I should be to be there and like taking advantage of the resources I had at my fingertips. Um, So I just wasn't ready. And I left that Mm -hmm. after a couple of months. um, And then it just, 
it just kind of continued throughout high school and college. And then I moved out to LA after college. And, you know, I think that for a lot of people, their eating disorders go through all these different stages. Some are very linear, um, just restricting, restricting and losing weight until you drop so low. But for me, it was very like after treatment, I knew that I kind of had to figure out a way to hide it in order to like, let my mom, let me go Mm -hmm. to college and like do these things on my own. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, I knew how to how to hide it, how to handle it enough to where like my weight wouldn't drop so low that mm-hmm. people would get worried, which in turn made me think I wasn't actually that ill. And I kind of stayed in that mindset throughout college. And then moving out to LA, I was really struggling when I first moved out here and was making YouTube videos. Cause I didn't start my YouTube channel to talk about recovery, to talk about eating disorders. I started it cause I love mm-hmm. talking about fashion and I love vlogging and I knew that I wanted to do something in inter- entertainment. And I mm-hmm. one day was just vlogging and I just had a really bad day and I broke down completely on camera about yeah. my eating disorder, talked about it for the first time on camera, shared with the people that were watching what I was going through and mm-hmm. saw the support that I got on that. Um, and it, I don't know why, but that was the second that really inspired me to at least try to start recovery. I don't Mm -hmm. think it was for quite a few more months that I actually really, really, really was like in it to win it. Um, But that was kind of when it sparked in my head that like you've truly been dealing with this for like 20 years of your life. And you're kind of at this plateau where you've moved across the country from Ohio to L.A. to you know, make this life that you've always wanted for yourself. And if you just, you can't do that, you can't do that. If you're just still staying in that same place, if you're still worrying about food all the time, worrying about your body all the time. So that was kind of just like an aha moment for me where like everything switched. Yeah. Yeah. I, I relate to that a lot. Like I, um, like last year I've, I probably had mine for, like, two years, but, like, my parents and I didn't, like, kind of cue in until, like, last Mm -hmm. fall, so, like, a year ago this time, and I was in, like, a really bad place, but, like, I didn't finally realize that I needed to, like, that, like, I started, like, oh, I, I do need to change, oh, I am, like, the problem, like, I'm not doing well when like my cousin reached out to me like my younger cousin she was like saying that she looked up to me and that she was really worried about me and it just kind of like oh yeah like someone I mean sometimes it takes an outside perspective especially from someone that is younger and like looks up to you to be like what 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 is going on like it it sometimes takes that for you to be shocked out of it oh yeah because I mean you think you look fine but you don't Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't trust your own mind. (laughs) No, you really can't. Um, I also, I remember you saying that you've been in a podcast before and you Mm -hmm. talked about kind of like passion and yourself and finding yourself throughout recovery. And I thought like maybe I could ask you a few questions on that. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. (laughs) So um, what do you think like the first step you took to begin to find yourself or your passion was? Well, for me, like, I always had a really, my whole entire life, I've always known that I wanted to do, I mean, it fluctuated fashion entertainment, but I always knew it was something in those realms. Um, Mm -hmm. But those were definitely things that also affected my eating disorder, Um, fashion entertainment, both industries that are very 
image based. And that was something I remember from my first um, trip I took to New York for something I did with Teen Vogue in high school, where I remember walking around the Teen Vogue office and just seeing how rail thin everyone was. I mean, the Mm -hmm. fashion industry right now is opening up very, very slowly to different body types. But back then, like, it really was the norm. It was typical. And I saw that and I was programmed like in my mind, like, okay, if I'm going to work in fashion, like I have to look like this. It doesn't matter if I want to be a model. Like it's like everyone in my mind looked like that. Of course I was seeing everything through probably a skewed perception. Um, But I mean, I probably didn't even find my real passion until literally this past weekend. Like I always have been like, it's something in fashion entertainment. And as I've been making these videos about recovery, I was shown that it, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it definitely isn't, that my passion is recovery or eating disorders. I think that can be like a misconception some people get about people who do make content about it because I've had, I get so many comments that are like, you should be a therapist. Oh my gosh, you should do this. And I'm like, oh my God, literally my nightmare. No, like <laughs> that's so not me. <laughs> this isn't my passion. Like I found that honestly over the weekend, my passion is like just connecting with people and helping them to see how amazing they are. And like, doing that through speaking with them and making them laugh and like entertaining them. And like, I, I mean, it's definitely taken recovery for me to see that. I don't think I would have ever, I mean, I would have never found what I'm doing now if I wouldn't have made that decision. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've touched that's Daphne like told me the same thing that she, her passion's acting, but like people have like come to her too. Cause they just think when you make content, yeah, you think that, Oh, believe me, Daphne and I like <laughs> the last time we hung out, we had the longest conversation about it because we're very similar in that aspect. We're very different, but also yeah. very similar. And that we both are just like mm-hmm. creative people who love entertainment. And like, um, we had, we sat down, we were like, we just feel like we can't relate to a lot of content creators on Instagram or YouTube that talk about this stuff because we are trying to do something completely different. And we don't want to just talk about food all the time or like, we don't have all the advice to give people sometimes think you do just because you make videos about it. And we both said that we really had to take a step back and like realize, you know, what we really, what we were really passionate about and not losing ourselves kind of in like just the recovery world of content. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think the hardest part about finding your passion or like finding yourself was? Um, I think definitely like realizing that it was okay to like shut a chapter of my life that I thought was like for sure something I wanted. I went to school for fashion merchandising and uh, retail merchandising, fashion product development. And I was like, just for sure that I like loved mm-hmm. fashion so much. Cause I do that. I needed to work in the fashion industry And I think Mm -hmm. even just up until a couple weeks, months ago, I kind of was realizing that I I can love fashion and share my love for it, but have my main focus be something else. I think it's totally okay to like shut a chapter of your life. Not that I've like shut the chapter of fashion, but like I'm kind of like letting that go in a sense that I'm opening up to kind of something that I never thought I would be interested in, like public speaking and things like that. And Even just making videos that are more centric around helping people and being there for people. I mean, in my eating disorder, I think a lot of people can relate that eating disorders make you like really selfish and like pretty self-centered and self-serving because we are just so concerned about ourselves and everything we're doing and eating Mm -hmm. and saying and what other people are doing to us and how other people are making us feel. 
And I think just kind of letting that stuff go and realizing that, you know, I want to let myself be a compassionate person that cares for others and isn't just self-serving. And I think just being okay with like kind of coming to the terms with it. It's okay. that even at 26, like, you know, I thought I'd know exactly who I am and I'm, I am figuring that out more now, but it's like at 22, I thought I knew exactly who I was and I'm a completely different person. So it's, it's hard, but very rewarding at the same time. Oh yeah. No, I, um, I, I'm 18 and I struggle with, and like, I'm, I'm obviously younger than you and I still already am struggling with like thinking I know who I am. And then when things change, cause I'm not a big change person. Yeah. It can so be scary. Things will change. Yeah. I, yeah. Change is probably like real is like very hard for me, but it's yeah. okay. Um, what do you think? Like, so you said the hardest, do you think there was something like easiest or like most comfortable when you were thinking about like, your passion and your self. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, from, I mean, from as early as I can remember, have always been a camera ham. Like I love to talk to people. (laughs) I love to sing, act, dance. Like that's always just been things I've loved. And it's been when I'm most comfortable, even when I was, I mean, I'm super outgoing now. It's something I had to grow into, but I had a lot of social anxiety when I was younger and it was really weird because like, I literally couldn't like, order food at a restaurant like I'd make my mom do it or I literally couldn't raise my hand in class like without just sweating and like clamming up but like I could go on stage and sing a solo or do the talent show or do a play because that's when I was on stage it was comfortable for me and I mean the first YouTube video I ever made Mm -hmm. actually was when I was like 16 um and was making them in my mom's basement and stopped over college but that was you know very comfortable for me I think the easiest part of finding my passion and it's something that other people kind of like are like how do you do that I mean I get asked all the time by like people I went to college with and stuff like how do you share all of this stuff like how do you not get embarrassed like blah blah blah. and I just don't like it's so comfortable for me to share with people I don't know if it's because I'm like the oldest of like five siblings or like what but I very naturally Mm -hmm. like can take on that like big sister kind of role with people um I I like to talk Mm -hmm. to them I like want people to feel heard and not only that I want them to feel just like so happy to be themselves so I think for me what was just most comfortable is just that it's comfortable for me to talk about these things and I think it's why I feel like I so many people are too scared and uncomfortable that I feel like if I'm comfortable then it's kind of like in a way I feel like kind of like my duty to do so like because if I don't like who will (laughs) yeah yeah totally um and then, like, I know you said, like, your passion is, like, entertainment and fashion and everything, but did you have to, did you ever get to a point where you realized, like, this disorder was, like, stopping you from pursuing that passion? Oh, oh yeah. So, when I first moved out to L.A., I knew after college, I kind of was like, I want to see what I can do with YouTube, and, because I love it. I love creating videos, and I love doing that, but all in my mind, I was like, but what am I going to talk about? Like just fashion. So I started making just like outfit of the week videos. It was like the first couple months I was out here before I said anything Mm -hmm. about eating disorders, recovery, anything. Um, and Mm -hmm. I would go out and shoot them with my boyfriend, Tyler on like a Sunday and we'd shoot like six looks and I would just be so miserable. Like all I would do on like Saturday is make sure, like I would have no fun on the weekend because Friday and Saturday, I would have to be making sure that I wasn't 
you know, eating enough that would float me or doing this or doing that. And like those kind of things would then affect those two days. Okay. Bam. Like I've already ruined those two days. And then Sunday, I, because it was, I'd never not eaten, you know, no matter how much I would try to be like, okay, I'll be ready for Sunday. If I don't eat this much, like it it would never be enough for me. You know, I would always wake up Sunday thinking I wasn't good enough no matter what. And I mean, I would just be completely awful. Like I would just think every shot of me looked bad. I, I would literally just break down. And that's what kind of caused my breaking point that I ended up having on camera about my eating disorder because I wanted you to do YouTube so bad. And it was yeah. kind of killing me because it was, I was making these videos that were completely centric around how I looked, which I'm not saying like outfit mm-hmm. of the week videos are like some toxic thing. But for me, who was in this oh, yeah. mind sp- space, being hyper-focused on videos that were only about how I looked and that I felt that's all I was Mm -hmm. offering people was how I looked in these clothes. Um, And same with Instagram, like that's kind of all I was putting out. So that's all I felt. The only value I thought I was bringing people was how I looked. So I had to look perfect. Oh, yeah. And that's what, I mean, caused me to break down because I was like, how, like, this is my passion. This is, you know, this is why I'm not doing a corporate fashion job after college because I want to create my own path and my own vision and my own career. And I can't even succeed at that Mm -hmm. because I'm having these breakdowns over how I look all the time. And then I'm not creating content. And so I was so hyper-focused on that, that I was just like kind of self-destructing, which I think a lot of us can do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, it's like finding yourself. Um, I asked Daphne this when we had our podcast, but I thought I would ask you too. um, what do you think, like, was the hardest part? Um, like, what is, ho- like, how do you keep yourself in a positive mindset when you're going through a hard time? Yeah, so that's something I've been working on, like, a lot lately. I am, mm-hmm. you know, the first to say that I've completely probably been a negative, a very negative person my entire life. I kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, went through lots, lots of things in my early years up until just, you know, moving out here with family and just life. And I was always one of the mindset of like, nothing good happens to me. Life hates me. Like, why do all these bad things happen to me? Like I hate everything. And I would get negative about everything. One little thing would ruin my entire day. And I, I lived in that mindset for so long, literally like forever and it wasn't getting me anywhere. And it wasn't till I kind of came out here. And it's been a whole process since I've lived in LA that I've been trying to be positive and kind of like be a positive person. And I, yeah. I just, you know, first decided that the negativity was never working for me. I mean, had it brought me anything? And the same thing, whenever I ask anyone, like, has the negativity brought you anything? They're like, no. So it's like, why not try the positivity thing? And I'd always kind of seen positivity as like this corny cheesy thing which I just am like oh come on so lame like so lame I don't want to do that like okay come on like that's cool for you but maybe not for me and (laughs) I you know lately I have been getting up every single morning and just saying everything I'm grateful for because you know it can be very hard or it can be very easy in the town I live in and I'm sure Daphne could relate too that like if you're something in your career's not going right or this not going right or that's not going right and I'll just completely like break down like instead of doing that like I try to just say how grateful I am to even be like living in Los Angeles the place that I dreamed yeah. of living my entire life um that I'm even just happy to be here that I'm grateful 
that I have a person that loves me that I get to share my life with, or, you know, just certain things. I try to say those every single morning and Mm -hmm. because you can't dwell on the negative, like there's just always going to be negative emotions. And for me, like if I'm having a really bad day and it truly is a bad day, like I will cry it. I will cry it out. I mean, I'm not no stranger to just crying. That's totally fine. Oh yeah. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I try to remember that, you know, not, you know, one little bad second of your day or one bad hour of your day or one bad confrontation of your day doesn't mean it's a bad day. It means it was like a bad five minutes Mm -hmm. or a bad hour. And I try to really focus on that. You know, I spent so long being negative and it got me not where I wanted to be. So being positive is, you know, I mean, it can't make anything any worse. (laughs) So I try to keep that in the forefront of my mind at all times. And saying what I'm grateful for a lot has, has also helped. I mean, I had this kind of idea in my head that I think a lot of people have that you can't be really grateful for your life until you have everything that you want until everything is the way you wanted it. Because, you know, it can always be, you always are like, Oh, it could always be better. Like this isn't good enough. And so for me trying to like really stay in the moment of like, okay, no, I'm grateful for right now. I'm grateful to be here to have these opportunities that I do have um, and to have the opportunity to like have the future to look forward to and to work towards. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I extremely relate to that. And I still really struggle with that. Like I, my day could be going perfect. I could be in the best mood. And then like one thing sets me off and then the rest it's of my just day. Shit. You're like, Oh, I know. I used yeah. to do that in college. Like I remember all of college I would call, t- I mean, Tyler's a very, my boyfriend, he's a very positive person yeah. by nature. He's mm-hmm. just very different in that. And since the day I met him, he's been like that. And so in college, it was kind of like, yeah. he was the sunshine and I was the dark cloud. And if literally one thing went wrong, like the tiniest thing, I was shut down. Like the day was over. My life was over. Like everything was done. And now I really try. I mean, it's now I kind of think of that as how much time I wasted just being upset about something that is so trivial and that I could just so easily move on from. Um, I mean, not everything's trivial. Of course, there's days where like awful things happen to us. But, um, and those totally cry and like feel bad about it. Cause it sucks, but yeah. it doesn't mean the next day is going to suck too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Um, so you live in LA obviously yeah. and you, so like, how do you, how is it like, is it hard to live somewhere like that when you've been recovering with your eating disorder, like to be around all of the, cause I just know what, from what I've read, LA is very like health conscious. Yeah. And is it hard? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, um, I don't know. It's kind of been like hard and also kind of cool because of course, when I first got out here and wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, I thought that my image was no matter what the number one thing I needed to be worrying about, worrying about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, of course there's those situations where, and they'll probably, you know, come up in the future where someone might say something about your appearance, really only if it's like a job in entertainment or something that I don't know, something random that I'll be working on, but like, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen now. I'll tell you that. Cause what I'm known for is this stuff now. But um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of in a way given me like some power back. Um, I also, because I don't know, you'll be in these situations or like at events or something with people and every single, it is true. Every single person out here, it does seem is 100% diet conscious. 
I mean, 100% doesn't want the bread basket, 100% like wants the lowest of everything is always it kind of seems like everyone's always trying to one up each other when you get together over who's eaten like the less that you know, least that day. And now that I'm at the comfortable place of recovery that I'm in, it, it, it is I mean, it can be hard. And definitely, I've been out with friends before where like, they'll be ordering like all like, just salads with nothing and I'm like well I'm gonna have a club sandwich and like for a second I get a little nervous about ordering that but once I do like it's totally fine um and there's just like yeah a sense of power in being able to be like no I can eat this bread and like I'm not gonna hate myself after but like you're gonna eat that salad and you're just probably gonna keep hating yourself like even though you ate that Mm -hmm. salad um because it's like not like I was ever any happier when I was restricting or always picking the lowest calorie option It's not like I picked that option and then was like, oh, my God, I did so good today. Like, I was never good enough. Yeah. So I might as well, Mm -hmm. like, just get a sandwich and, like, just go about my day and, like, have energy and not be in an awful mood. So it's hard, but it's also kind of nice to, like, see myself as being valued for more than my body or my looks. You know, now when I meet with people for work opportunities or anything like that, like, I know that they know what I do on social media. I know they know my stance on dieting and like food and like just eating disorders in general. So I know that Mm -hmm. whatever they want me for is something I'm valued for like my mind or my words or just who I am as a person versus if I, if I'm just as skinny as possible. So I mean, I definitely, it can be a toxic town. I wouldn't say like if you're in a completely awful place with yourself to just come out here and throw yourself out there. But Um, it was kind of like a challenge for me. I was already living out here and it was like, you know, I want to make my dreams happen here and I want to do that being healthy and it's totally possible. And I think a lot of people just don't think it's possible, but it really is. You just got to like really open your mind to it and really work really hard at it. Oh yeah, I know. And like, I go when you said like, you would still feel like crap after you ate the salad. I like, that right like it's like it's not like like we do that and then it was like oh I did so good I'm so happy with myself you'd still be like what I ate lettuce I ate lettuce maybe I put too much lemon on it oh my god like yeah it's no better (laughs) yeah I know and like I didn't it wasn't until I started eating a normal amount um or yeah like regularly that I felt good and knew how much I was actually like how much food actually affects your, your energy, energy your, your mind like everything. I'm pretty sure I was convinced I was just like honestly kind of a bitch my whole life because I just wasn't eating yeah. and like I wasn't and I'm like literally it sounds so crazy but I mean I didn't even used to ever smile like in picture like I swear if you look on my Instagram you go back like seven eight months ago It was like me trying to look serious, me not being happy, me looking too skinny. And now it's like me smiling. Like I never used to smile. I naturally am becoming more of a positive person. And that's truly just because I'm like living my life and like have energy and my brain can think about things besides food. Like it, it's crazy, especially when you've, been in it for so long I mean I just don't remember a time in my life until now that I ever was eating enough and oh yeah it's crazy for me to realize that I like there was this person probably inside of me my entire life and I wasted all this time just trying to like attain something that I was never gonna attain 
And now mm-hmm. it's like I have so no. much more to look forward to than I ever would have. Oh, yeah. You just, like, it's just, yeah. That was, like, when I finally realized, like, that I actually felt, I was like, wow, I feel good. Like, I can like, actually do things I was and eating. concentrate on things. Yeah. I don't feel like yeah. sleeping all day. <laughs> um, so I have one more question for you, and that would be what – if you could give any advice to girls or who are in recovery or just trying to find themselves in their passion, like what would it be? <sighs> well, for finding, hmm. well, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like, because I get this a lot that I, I kind of get whenever I talk about passions and stuff that people are like, well, I just don't see like I'm anything else besides my eating disorder. I don't see that I can do anything else besides just like have this eating disorder or just be in recovery or like whatever, because you've kind of, I mean, a lot of people have never really looked past their eating disorder because it's just been their whole life. You know, it can be like a full-time job to keep up. And Mm -hmm. I would just say, start looking at things you're interested in, looking at things that truly make you happy and then just doing them. You know, if it's maybe making a YouTube video, like, and I'm not even saying like, I think a lot of girls, well, I know a a lot of girls that have reached out to me, like wanting to start a YouTube channel. Like if you want to start a YouTube channel, start a YouTube channel and you don't have to talk about recovery. I think a lot of girls are thinking they got to start these recovery channels. Like talk about stuff you're interested in. Like just because you're going through an eating disorder doesn't mean that's all you have to offer. That doesn't mean, you know, mm-hmm. you need to be doing that. Like, you, you probably have other interests. Talk about them. Share them. Yeah. I think, you know, there's this whole world out there, and there's so many things outside of your eating disorder. And, like, you are so much more than it. So much more than it. And I, I don't care if you don't think you are, if you haven't seen it yet. Like, it mm-hmm. is there. Write down everything you yeah. love and then start trying some of that stuff. Try one of those things every single day because I know not everyone's passion is so clear-cut for them until you find something that makes you so happy that it's worth wanting to have energy to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your eating disorder does not define who you are as much as people will tell you that it does. Cause you should be yeah. like, like you should be, I've been told so many times you should be proud of how strong you've become. Like, but I'm like, yeah, I am. But at the same time, I don't want that's the only thing people think of me. Like they think of me and then they're like, yeah, the that's why I tried like, to even, Even when people, I mean, people, even with what I do, like to kind of try to put me into a box of like, oh, like a, like you just, like your recovery, whatever. And I'm like, I'm not, I just, I like to share things and like, that's my passion. Like, I, 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 yeah, that's not me. Like, it's not me. It's something I'm going through, but it's not me. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I have to remind myself, I, not myself sometimes, but other people of that a lot. Um, other people will try to tell you who you are. Oh, yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> yes, I've experienced lots of that. Come from a big family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, th- this was so fun. Thank you so much for being on my podcast with me. It means so much to have you on my podcast. It was great. Oh, my gosh. Like, thank you for having me. I, yeah. I love that you're into it. I'm of any girl out there just trying to do their thing. I think yeah. podcasts are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's it started with a blog and then I realized that like, I still like doing my blog and I still post on it, but I like, 
it's easier sometimes to just talk about things rather than writing about it, in my opinion. So, oh yeah, that's why I make videos. I yeah, I, I mean, I struggle to make Instagram captions sometimes. Yeah. People are so eloquent and well worded, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I got to talk to a camera. I don't know. Plus, I think it's a lot more interactive, and I, I think it's, I think it's a good move. Yeah, I, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, it means. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, because I did the YouTube thing for a while, and I. But not really on recovery. Like, I did it just, like, on stuff, random stuff. Like, yeah. I did fashion and baking. And I've sort of been on and off with it. Like, it's still there. But it's, like, I do it every once in a while. It's not, like, a regular thing. But so, like, I just – I like talking out things rather than writing out things. I've noticed. Oh, totally. Definitely noticed. But, um, yeah, it was great having – I'm going to link all of your links down below so people can check you out because you're – awesome thank and you I think you're hilarious I laugh I laugh like in every one of your videos you say something or you do something that makes me laugh like it's just that is all <laughs> that is all I'm hoping for I whenever people tell it's me to make them great. laugh I'm like I, my job is done as yeah. long as someone smiles like once in the day because I know how hard that can be for some people like I my job's done <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that thing. I don't know what happened, but you like shared it. Someone sent it to you of like your fingers when oh you my put God. on your like foundation. Yes, literally. <laughs> that killed me. I got me. that tweet and I was dying. I was like, I, I didn't even realize. And I was like, I'm dead. I love it. I'm very like to make fun of myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was great. That was great. guys so much for listening in today you had a real treat listening to macy share her story and give you guys lots of wisdom and encouragement and advice um, i will leave all her links down below so you can check her out because she is amazing and hilarious and i will make sure to link down below my blog if you haven't checked it out recently and i'll link down the podcast that i did with daphne a couple weeks ago to check her out as well anyway don't remember don't forget you guys are loved you're beautiful and someone out there cares for you and just remember that and i love you guys so much and i will see you guys see you guys nope i won't see you guys i will talk to you guys soon bye Thank you.